This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. I've been preparing for this all my life. Here's Porter on hard and taking him to school. What a great play by Jay Shante. KJ Martin climbed Bobon Mountain. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. And you've seen tonight that we, we fought together, we stayed together, and it's about damn time, man. Six, five, four, three, two, one. What's up and welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, the best and only daily podcast covering your Houston Rockets. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and partner at Apollo Media. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin, the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, as well as at Apollo HOU. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Now, joining us today is the founder of of NBADraftJunkies.com and one of the amazing hosts of the Locked on NBA Draft podcast, Rafael Barlow. How's it going, Rafael? Everything is good. Everything is good. How are you? I am good. I'm excited to have you back on the show. I'm excited to be able to talk about the number two overall pick with you because we didn't know what was going to happen to that pick the last time we had you on the show. And I'm sure that you're excited to come back and dive into this uh, heated, well, I can't even call it a heated debate, but the current discourse uh, amongst Rockets fans, the Evan Mobley, Jalen Green debate. Yeah, and um, funny story. I actually had a chance to run into your head coach, and I was asking him the same thing. Of course, he didn't give me an answer. He flipped it back on me to ask me what was my opinion on the two players. But it was actually pretty cool to uh, to, to talk to Coach Silas and, and kind of let him know what I know and my opinion on it. not saying that he's going to value my opinion. It's going to have any input. But that was pretty fun to mention the big debate to him. No. So, I mean, well, first off, obviously I'm going to, whatever happens with this pick, if it's a bust, if he, if the guy doesn't pan out, then I'm going to come back to you and I'm blaming you because obviously Steven Silas took your opinion and it wound up blowing up his face. No, I'm, I'm messing with you. But, <laughs> uh, so why, why don't you give us a little bit of backstory? Cause you were talking to me before we hit the record button uh, about mm-hmm. you run into Steven Silas and you were, you were working on some, you know, some draft work for somebody and it kind of tell us a little bit about what you were doing. So I was in Miami just got back and I literally just <laughs> woke up, had a um, super early flight. Then I had to record my Locked On podcast and I didn't finish that till three o'clock in the morning and had a seven o'clock flight and flew in. I went from Miami to Fort Lauderdale. So I literally finished at three, was at the <laughs> on my way to the airport at like 4.45. So I'm exhausted, not from partying, but you know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I was in Miami. I'm just doing some. Wait, wait! You're telling you're telling me you didn't visit the booby trap while you were in Miami? Man, only thing I saw in Miami was my hotel and the gym. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. I was there all day, but yeah, and it was pure coincidence. I mean, I guess it's Miami, and I didn't realize. I mean, I knew John Wall spent his summers there, but I didn't realize that there were quite a few Rockets players that are that are working out there. So that's why Coach Silas was in town. He was just visiting the players. And the two players that I saw him visit were, were Christian Wood and DJ Wilson. They work out together at, at a gym in Miami. So just pure coincidence, it's the same gym that I was going to to try to get some pre-draft content for a guy that, I mean, I think at best case scenario, he's an exhibit 10 
candidate and um you know just trying to help build a little buzz around him from a family member reached out to me and just so happened you know i i got a chance to see those guys work out great guys i mean when i say like you know like there's like this stereotype with athletes sometimes that they can be kind of standoffish no i mean great guys um I was taking photos and doing video and I ended up, you know, getting a lot of pictures of them working out and, you know, hopefully some guys that I will stay in contact with. I had a chance to talk to Christian Wood because I have a, a, a web series that I started. And my first guest was Mike James from the Brooklyn Nets and it's called Undrafted. And um, I, I want to know like what did general managers miss out on some of the guys that were undrafted that are now playing in the league. And Christian Wood was like number one on my list of guys that I like to talk to in interviews. So I had a chance to ask him, did he think that he was underrated or a late bloomer? And we talked there. Hopefully, you know, I can get him on the podcast to tell his story. That would be good for, for a locked on NBA draft, but great guy. So Coach Silas was there. I saw him a couple of days. And then I think he was going back and forth between the gym I was at and wherever um, John Wall was working out at. Well, it's good to hear that, you know, Silas is making the rounds, touching base with players, and it sounds like Christian Wood is taking his offseason seriously. I think that we've seen probably some photos have shown up. I think they've, they've you know, kind of populated online. Christian Wood, DJ Wilson working out together. Those two guys, great yep. friends. Um, DJ Wilson currently without a contract locked in for next season, but he's a guy that I would absolutely not mind seeing the Rockets bring him back because in short spurts, you know, he he gives you a very similar player to Christian Wood. You know, they, they both kind of have a similar style about them. They can pick and pop a little bit, attack off the bounce. Christian Wood, albeit, you know, a slightly more talented player than DJ Wilson. Uh, I'm trying to be, trying to keep it, keep it nice in respect to DJ. But uh, the fact that they're working out together, not a surprise. And it wouldn't shock me for the Rockets to run that back and, and bring him back. But uh, anything else from that conversation with Silas that, uh, you know, you, you, you think you might be able to share and uh, any, anything that you kind of look back on, you're like, yeah, th- this maybe stands out a little bit. Well, it was, it was pretty general. I had met him before. I live in Dallas and I had met him at an event maybe two years ago in Dallas. So he remembered me and, you know, it was just kind of a brief talk. So, you know, I was asking, like, you know, what, what are you doing at this time of year? Are you, are you going around and making the rounds? And he had mentioned that, yeah, he's going to visit different players. And he mentioned that they've been having, like, many camps, you know, just bringing different guys in. And one of the things that he mentioned, it wasn't necessarily related to the draft, but he was saying that he's been trying to watch film and study up on possible guys at the number two pick. But he's also re-watching every single game for this season. I was like, man, that's gotta be, that's gotta be tough to sit back. But I mean, that's why there's only 30 of head coaches in the NBA head coaches in the world. It's a tough job, but you know, imagine having to go back and watch every single game, but he told me that's what he's doing, which I mean, if you're a Rockets fan, you have to feel like, man, we have a coach that's really, really dedicated to this process. Absolutely dedicated to his craft. And uh, you, you know, just, you can tell how how passionate he is about this and how much he wants to succeed, how seriously he takes this job. I, I truly believe the Rockets are in great hands moving forward, both with him at the helm and with Rafael Stone 
uh, your 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 pseudo name partner, um, at, at, you know, steering things for the Rockets front office. But uh, that's a great story. I, you know, I appreciate the uh, the inside intel. Uh, it's great to hear that things are going you know well for Christian Woods off season and you know Silas is. Uh, plugging along, doing the work, you know, trying to prepare himself for as best as he can for this draft and for the upcoming season. I do not envy him because as, as, as much as I love the Rockets and as much as I love covering the Rockets, I'm not going to go back and rewatch every game. I don't want to put myself through that. Own, that that's like a level of hell that I'm not going to go through. But I absolutely admire and respect Steven Silas for doing it. Now, I do want to talk about coming up the... It just the discourse that has been plaguing Rockets fans, the Evan Mobley, Jalen Green debate, because that's a topic that I definitely want your thoughts on. And we're going to get there after a quick message from our friends over at betonline.ag. Because look, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. we got baseball season in full swing, NBA playoffs going strong, finals right around the corner. And you can get into that action. They've also got NHL, UFC, MMA, you name it. They've got it over at Bet Online. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. It's time to get in on the action. You can do that with promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that's a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Chatting with one of the hosts of the Locked on NBA Draft podcast, Rafael Barlow. Now, Rafael, when we look at the number number two overall pick, first off, the very first mock draft that we did for Locked on, I took Evan Mobley and then you countered that and you basically said, yeah, I don't agree with Jackson's pick of Evan Mobley because he and Christian Wood are you know kind of similar has that mentality stayed the same? Have you shifted at all? I kind of want to pick your brain on where you where you would go if you were in the Rockets' war room with the number two overall pick. And let's assume, for this hypothetical purpose, Cade is already off the board. Yeah, on my mock, I have them taking Evan Mobley. The fit, I think either way you go, and this is one of the things I mentioned to Coach Silas, and of course, he didn't really give me much feedback, just kind of smiled and you know, ask me additional questions. But I feel like either way, there could be some redundancy with with Wood and Mobley. And then I say, even if you go Jalen Green, you know, there could be some redundancy. And I, but I did mention I felt like Kevin Porter Jr. was an elite talent, that the gap between him and Anthony Edwards is not big at all. And that was something that he, he agreed with. So that made me feel like, okay, yeah, he, he, he sees it. So... Um, I would probably go with Mobley. I think that, and this is just my opinion, you know, the, the, the narrative the last couple of years was the big man is, is, is dead. The post game is dead. You can't build around a big. I think the perception has changed a little bit. MB was the MVP candidate. Jokic was the MVP candidate. And the Suns, selecting DeAndre Ayton over Luka Doncic and Trey Young. As of right now, the way it looks is that, okay, that decision is not going to be as criticized as it was at this time a year ago. So I think with Mobley, he is a – he's not your traditional big. He's got a lot of skills. He, I think he has the upside to play inside and out. And I'm starting to think that you can play them together. And if you if it doesn't work out, I mean the Rockets 
aren't in position to win now anyway, I think they can work on their chemistry and, and develop there. So on my mock, I haven't taken Mobley. I think maybe the best fit for right now, which I mean the Rockets aren't necessarily good for right now, would be Jalen Suggs. I feel vindicated now, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not a member of the Suggs squad anymore, but that's kind of where my mind started because again, he's got that that lead guard mentality, which I, I think that over time, right? I think that's the, the the type of guy that you want to put that that Chris Paul, that Kyle Lowry type mentality next to Kevin Porter Jr. And that's kind of why I came out the gate looking at Jalen Suggs and being very interested with him. And there's still a very small portion of Rockets Twitter that's like still gunning for Jalen Suggs. But the majority, the other 90 percent, maybe 96 percent is uh, Evan Mobley, Jalen Green. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I think that makes the the most sense. But I think that they can also with their with their other two picks in the first round, probably get a a, a complimentary point guard. But either way, I, I don't. I, I don't uh, I don't envy Rafael Stone because he has a tough choice, tough choice to make. And if there are two positions on the team that you feel like are solid, that's where the the two picks are duplicates of what they already have as far as what you think of guys that can come in and or, or two of their best players that you felt really good about coming into next season. And so th- this is where we kind of get into this. You know, it feels like this is a debate we have every year, especially around this time with the draft, which is you get into, you know, best player available versus fit and you start taking into different considerations, right? Okay, they've got Kevin Porter Jr., they've got Christian Wood. So what does that mean for guys who have some redundancies in their skill sets in Evan Mobley and Jalen Green? So let me ask you this. In a vacuum, you're choosing one guy to start a franchise with. Who are you taking at number two? Oh man, you put me on the hot seat. <laughs> uh, you eight is blazing hot right now. Oh man, this this is a tough one because I think, and to me, I think that's where I'm starting to come away thinking. Maybe. Even though I've been firmly on the Evan Mobley mob for a minute now, I think if you look at it in a vacuum, I think it has to be Jalen Green. Yeah, I think. A1 franchise, marketable guy, yes. I think Mobley could have a, again, a Chris Bosch type career. Let's say he's Anthony Davis. Let's say that's your best case scenario. Even AD was not successful, in my opinion, as the number one dog. I think he won one playoff series with against Portland. I'm a, yeah, it was the one. Yeah, it was the one. Yeah, and oh, and they they swept Portland too. I think that was yeah, that was a that was a rough year for Dame. <laughs> that was yeah, that was bad. Yeah, so he hasn't. So I mean, other yeah. So I think if if Thola has comparisons, Bosch. I don't think Bosch won a playoff series, and AD won one playoff series as a league guy. Now, if you end up with let's say it's a similar situation as Phoenix, where Aiden can be dominant as the number two then that's a win. But I think Jalen Green could be more so of a Devin Booker. And he's got that. And like, it's the the appeal and it's the part, you know, the more and more that I watch interviews of him and I see him talking about his game and how he wants to get better. It's that edge. It's that, it's that it factor that you look at, 
you look at Jalen Green and you look at Jalen Suggs and they both have it. Like you can hear them discussing how they, you know, anytime they do an interview. And the thing is, the Rockets are going to have access to all these interviews. They're going to be talking to different coaches. They're going to be talking to family members. You know, just, you know, anybody that these guys have ever interacted with that they think can give them a little bit of an idea of who they're getting in this draft. And they're going to do all that due diligence, all that research. But it's so hard to not think that Jalen Green, he's going to be the face of a franchise one day, whether that's the Rockets or whether that's another team is TBD. So you're absolutely right. I am not envious of Rafael Stone. And that's why he gets paid the big bucks to make this decision. Yeah, and it's... It's a, a tough decision to make. Um, I, I, I think Jalen Green has that edge, like you mentioned. And I've heard some rumors that he's been telling people that if he went to college, there would be no question about who's the number one pick. Yep. And that that's, again, that's just, that mentality is just something you can't teach. You either have it or you don't. And that's a, that's a guy who's got the bet on himself mentality Speaking of betting, if you can't bet online AG, no, okay, terrible plug. Um, some sometimes I horseshoe one of those in. But coming up, I do want to talk about uh, you know, guys that you think might actually drop a little bit in this first round. So I do want to talk about the the latter half of the first round as well, briefly. Um, and then from there, I also want to get in a, a little bit of discussion about the number two overall pick. And just the, the a little bit of the history behind it. And we're going to get there after a quick message from our friends over at Built Bar. Because look, if you've never had a protein bar that you actually care about, you got to check out Built Bar. They are the best part about these protein bars. They're not, they're basically candy bars that are jam packed with protein, right? They got so many delicious flavors salted caramel, raspberry, coconut almond. It doesn't even sound like I'm talking about protein bars. It sounds like I'm talking about like luxurious European desserts in a dessert gallery somewhere. Every single bar, low cal, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great if you're trying to get on a keto diet. Great if you're trying to lose weight, maintain weight, whatever you're doing, right? So go check out BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your very next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Reminder that today on our road to the finals, our playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Now, as we're kind of rounding third, headed for home, I want to hit a couple more topics here very, very quickly in this third segment. Now, Raphael, looking at the history <laughs> of the number two overall pick. First off, this is only the second number two overall pick in Rockets franchise history, and the first of which being legendary Houston Rockets player and coach Rudy Tomjanovich. Um, now, the history of the number two overall pick, at least in recent years, and I think kind of just in its entirety, it's almost like a cursed pick. Like you go back through just the last like decade or so, and really the only two names that I think really jump off the page that scream like superstar are John Morant and it's credit to James Wiseman, right? I mean, it's probably a little bit too early for him, but you know, John Morant from 2019 and then you go all the way back to, to KD in 2007 before you get to another name where you're like, okay, that guy's like a bona fide star. But some of the other names on this list, I mean, you've got Marvin Bagley, Jabari Parker, Victor Oladipo, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Eric Williams, Evan Turner. I mean, what is like, 
in your mind, what is going on with this number two overall pick? Is it like, is it a curse? Is it just do it? Is there too much that goes on with the number? Is it too many options? What is it? You know, if I knew the answer, I would sell it to every NBA team and I'd be a millionaire tomorrow. <laughs> saving teams a lot of money. I mean, but you forgot Rockets legend Steve Francis, even though the Rockets didn't select him. Okay, well, to be to be you're right. You're you're right. I apologize. It wasn't their pick. He forced his way out of Vancouver. All right, I I didn't count that one. Okay, (laughs) but you know what's interesting is when I was in Miami, I spent a lot of time with, and the person who I talked to the most was Michael Beasley, who was the number two pick in the 2008 draft. So I don't know. I mean, it's. it's a situation where if you're a Rockets fan, you, you have to hope that you can get a Durant. You can get maybe even a LaMarcus Aldridge. If Aldridge is a good one. That's yeah. Fair. I mean, it's 20,000 points. There's not too many guys that score 20,000. So if you can get an Aldridge type, then you're good. You just have to hope and pray it's not a, a the beat or <laughs> you don't, Man, you don't know. So you don't know. Oh, God. You, you don't know the number of people who have been in my mentions trying to tell me like in the comments, in my mentions, trying to tell me that Evan Mobley is just going to be the next Hashim the beat. And I'm like, dude, that's pretty tough. I know that's I can't I can't even that's mm, it's I, those, I just I kind of just brush those comments off. I'm like, OK, you're not watching any film. That's OK. I'll, I'll do the film watching for you. But um, but, you know, I, it's interesting to me not to cut you off. Is that no, I, I feel like. It's such a crapshoot because we don't know how a player is going to, how motivated a player is going to be when you give them, I think maybe the number two pick is probably getting like $18 million guaranteed at 19. I think we forget how, if we were 19 years old and someone gave us $19 million guaranteed. And when I was talking to, to Beasley, I, you know, I was asking him a, a bunch of questions. I, I want to know, like, what went right, what went wrong. And one of the things that he kind of alluded to was he was so naturally gifted, so naturally talented that everything came easy. He told me that he didn't start playing basketball until he was 11. So between 11 and, like, 19, he averaged, like, 26 and 13 at Kansas State, which, in my opinion, is one of the best freshman seasons ever. So now, whatever immaturity issues that he may have had prior to that, it was overlooked because of his talent. Now you move him to Miami. Now you give him a bunch of money. He didn't have, like, in my opinion, because everything came so easy to him, he didn't have the same motivation and drive as a Christian Wood who was undrafted and had to fight his way to to, to get to where he's at. And I think that's the the risk with any of these top five picks. I mean, I look at Mobley. He's so naturally gifted. Like, this is just God-given talent, the way he moves and his skill set. There were some concerns in high school that about his motor, because I remember at one point he was, like, the number one high school player in his class, and then everybody kind of fell off of him. And I think he was bored. And then once he gets to USC, now he lived up to what everyone thought he was going to be five years ago. You look at a Jalen Green, who may be a little different because I feel like guards always have to prove themselves while bigs have to prove you can't play. So I think the mentality is a little different, but it's always something that you have to you have to worry about. I mean, like, 
I mean, some of these picks you can look at and in hindsight, like what in the world were they thinking? Like Marvin Williams didn't start for Carolina when he was there. Kid Gilchrist, everyone knew that he had the crazy, funky shot then at Kentucky. Yeah. Um, Oladipo, who's had a solid career. I, I keep forgetting Oladipo was a Rocket. <laughs> but Rockets legend, Victor Rockets Oladipo, legend. who helped contribute to the number two overall pick cause. Shout out, V.O. Appreciate well, it. Yeah, I guess Michael Beasley would be a Rockets legend too. Um, so. we got, hey, we got we got a lot of ex Rockets around these parts. Okay, like they, there's Chandler. been <laughs> a little little touch and go there. Just you know, pit, quick pit stop in Houston. So so yeah, I mean it, it's it's tough, and I think this is where more so the intel will have to play a bigger role than the film because we can see the talent between all these guys available. Now you just have to gamble. And, and pray that your intel will show that whoever it is projects to be motivated and projects to have the work ethic to want to improve. Because, I mean, Houston's a great city. It's a city where you can get in a lot of trouble and get really comfortable in with $18 million or however much it is. Hey, hey, hey keep, keep, keep that on the down low, all right? <laughs> we're, not, we're, not trying to, we're not trying to put any bad vibes out there before this pick even becomes a rocket, okay? That's <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but I think that's one of the reasons why it's 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 such a, a crapshoot. And I think it all goes into health and intel as opposed to talent. Yeah. And that kind of harkens back to, you know, what we were talking about earlier. Just the Rockets organization is going to have so much access to, uh, to all this intel that we are not going to ever, you know, it's never going to see the light of day for us. But they'll have access to it. And, you know, the powers that be are going to, you know, have all this information to make the right decision. And hopefully they make the right one. Now, Rafael, before we get you out of here, I do got to ask, has your board shifted at all since the last time we spoke? And is there anybody that, you know, you're kind of eyeing in that first round that maybe has dropped a few spots in your eyes and somebody that might be a really interesting pickup for the Rockets at 23-24? Or has that area kind of stayed more or less the same for you? It's pretty much stayed the same. There were a couple guys who I thought were late first round picks who may have hurt themselves and at the combine in Chicago. But one of the guys who I have the Rockets selecting is Greg Brown from University of Texas. And I thought he helped himself at the combine. Like there was already probably concerns about him because he didn't finish the season really strong at Texas. We all knew that he was a freak athlete, but I felt like he really played well in that setting. And I think that he should still be available when the Rockets are selecting with 23 and 24. I think some of the guys that probably weren't going to be Rockets targets anyway, like Max Aceman, I think he, I think he really hurt himself. Um, Sharif Cooper may be available with the with one of the two picks later in the first round, and to me that would be a win if the Rockets, let's say they get Mobley or Green, but if you can get Sharif at one of those picks, then I think you could end up with your point guard of the future. That you got, you know, you got a, a really, really good draft pick. And I think he's a guy that can definitely outplay his draft position. I'm still really high on Trey Mann, uh, but I'd be happy with a Trey Mann, Greg Brown, 23 24. I'm not going to lie. That would be, that would make me ecstatic, regardless of what direction they go with the number two overall pick. But, Rafael, it has been a pleasure to have you back on the show. Go ahead and let everybody know what you got cooking for us and where they can track you down at. Yeah, thanks. You can find me at. Locked on NBA Draft every Monday and Thursday. You can also find me at NBA Draft Junkies.com and on my NBA Draft Junkies YouTube channel. 
which I had this crazy goal of putting out like a hundred prospect videos between now and the draft, but I dropped my external hard drive while I was in Miami. Oh, I lost four days and <laughs> my external hard drive is in the shop. Hopefully it can get fixed. So that's kind of pushed me back some, but yeah, that's where you can find me at. Well, you got to, I mean, hopefully the, the external hard drive can get the videos off of there because I know that you put in a, you know, a mountain of work to, to do what you do. That's why we bring you on this show. That's why I'm so excited to, to be able to, again, pick your brain, extract this knowledge from you. So hopefully you'll be able to recover that. But I'm, I'm looking forward to what you do put out, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. That's going to be it for today's show. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the show, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, all the different podcast platforms, the brand new YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. We would sincerely appreciate it. But for today's episode, that is going to do it. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.